Hey there, welcome back to The Truth of Somewhere. This is a conspiracy theory podcast. We talk about conspiracy theories. Megan, what are we talking about? <laughs> We're talking about the Bermuda Triangle today. Ooh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, with, uh, the Bermuda Triangle is also known as the Devil's Triangle. Okay. And it covers 500,000 square miles of the Atlantic Ocean between Miami, Bermuda, and Puerto Rico. Legends of the Triangle span centuries, with even Christopher Columbus noting uh, strange happenings in the area during his first sailing to the New World. Okay. He noted that a, quote, marvelous branch of fire crashed into the ocean and a strange light appeared in the distance a few weeks later. Hmm. Scholars assume that the branch of fire, fire he saw was a meteor. That makes, makes sense. sense. Uh, the light the crew saw later, however, was described as a, quote, candle bobbing up and down in the distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, scholars say that this must have been light from one of the islands off the coast of Florida, and it was from the movement of the ocean, the ocean. and the ship sure. that they were seeing the light, like, bob up and down. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so that's what that's what scholars say. Okay, but... But other people obviously say that the Marvelous Branch of Fire and the Candlelight were UFO sightings. Okay. Obviously. Obviously. What else would they be? <laughs> Seriously, what else would they be? Maybe, I don't know, a meteor on, a light, on an island. I don't know. Maybe it was Bigfoot landing. Maybe. Maybe. The world may never know. Is there Florida... No, that's right. One of the things we talked about, there was a Florida Bigfoot, right? Yeah. 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 In the swamps? In the swamps. Florida Bigfoot. Florida Bigfoot. I can't remember what he was called, but yeah, Florida Bigfoot. Florida Bigfoot. So that's... That's it. Now we know how he's there. Why he's there. How he got there. The Bermuda Triangle? Well, yeah. That's where the aliens come in. Fair. Um... So, in addition to these sightings, Columbus had issues with compasses while traveling through the triangle. Okay. The crew set sight on the North Star, but used compasses to confirm that they were traveling in the right direction. However, on the night of September 17th, 1492, the crew noted that the compass, uh, when pointed directly at the North Star, showed northwest. Okay, so it was off a few degrees? Mm Mm-hmm. Columbus ordered the compasses to be checked for north at dawn, and based on the rising of the sun in the east, um... At that point, the crew found that the compass pointed north correctly, and Columbus noted in his log that it appeared to be that the North Star had moved. I know, that doesn't make any sense either. Interesting. So scientifically, okay. I did a, I found a little bit of research on what may have happened with the compasses. I don't entirely understand it, and maybe you will understand it better once I start explaining it. Okay. But um, Columbus and his men passed the equator, mm-hmm. and their compasses may not have been counterweighted to account for the way the magnetic lines become more perpendicular when you approach the poles. So apparently when you purchase a modern compass, they generally are designed to work only in the northern hemisphere or only in the southern hemisphere. Okay. I didn't know that. I actually was on, wasn't aware of that either, but it makes a lot of sense. But it's so the needle can be counterweighted according to the north or south pole, because when makes you're sense. at the equator, like, it's going to be the most true of the magnetic lines. Yeah, they they're going to be... Parallel, yeah. but once you get up to the north pole or the they south s- pole, they run basically perpendicular. They start to come in on, in, on themselves. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which throws compasses off, apparently. And they have to be counterweighted to counteract either north or south. Well, that makes sense because it's going to be pulled one way more than the other. So yeah. there's probably weight in that. But equation. we don't like logical explanations here. By we, you mean you? I mean, conspiracy theorists. Oh. We, they don't like they don't like logical explanations. Okay. So what they think is that the discrepancies in the compass readings were actually due to the strange energy. That the Bermuda Triangle says it's said to have. You don't. You don't think they were like um, 
alien tractor beams. Maybe they were alien tractor beams. Just on like super light poles, so it only pulled the uh, the compass. A little bit. A, uh, just a little bit. Just Kinda. enough to just enough to fuck with them. You know, like hey, let's nudge them mm-hmm. and see if we like them as zoo animals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What do they do mm, if we do no, this? No, no, we don't like them. Let them keep going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or n- not them in particular. Maybe they went and got other ones and they wanted to see where these uh, primitive beings were going. I, I hear ya. I hear ya. Mm-hmm. I don't agree, but I hear ya. <laughs> um, despite early reports, like the Columbus reports, of strange happenings in the Bermuda Triangle, nothing really caught the public's attention until the early 20th century. Okay. In March of 1918, the USS Cyclops disappeared somewhere between Barbados and the Chesapeake Bay in Virginia. I just want to, like, make a note that the Cyclops is, like, the coolest name for a ship ever. And now everything's, like, fucking named after a state or a person. And, like, that's fucking boring. Bring back ships named the Cyclops. That that is pretty cool. That's badass. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The Cyclops was a 540-foot... 542-foot-long cargo ship for the Navy, and she carried 300 men on board when she disappeared. Okay. The disappearance became the largest non-combat loss of life in U.S. Navy history. Wow. And that's a title it still holds today. Wow. Yeah. The Cyclops? Yep. Cyclops. Uh, The crew sent no distress signals, um, and the ship was equipped to do it, so, like, it doesn't make sense if they were in trouble why they wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Um... And when the Navy re- uh, searched the area extensively, they found no wreckage. Nothing. Found wow. nothing. Um, and then in 1941, two sister ships to the Cyclops also disappeared in the Triangle on similar, similar routes to the Cyclops. Maybe one of those vortexes isn't in the air. Yeah, maybe. I know. Maybe the vortex... Maybe got, somebody maybe... else wished upon a star that night. Yeah, well, maybe the vortex uh, touches down in, what, Canada we were talking about? Was that where we last talked about it? Uh, yeah, That's where I think the, so. The native. Uh, yeah, we were talking about that in Canada. Yeah, yeah. So they, they were gone, and you know maybe there's another one where it comes down and touches. In the Bermuda Triangle. In the Bermuda Triangle. Maybe. Um, in 1945. <laughs> back on track. I'm just going back to it. Five Navy bombers. So the Navy's really having a tough luck of it in uh-huh. the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, man. Five Navy bombers with 14 pilots and crew took off from Fort Lauderdale to conduct practice bombing runs. Okay. However, the leader of that mission, Flight 19, encountered issues with his compasses, and the entire batch of planes became severely lost. Wow. It got lost. Um, so they flew around pretty much aimlessly until they became so low on fuel that they were forced to ditch at sea. Yeah. And later that day, a 13-man rescue crew was sent to find Flight 19 and also disappeared without a trace. Wow. Five bombers, rescue crew, all gone. gone. Everybody gone. All in the Bermuda Triangle. All in the Bermuda Triangle. Okay. Um, a weeks-long search took place for both Flight 19 and the rescue crew, but nothing was found, and the official Navy report declared it was, quote, as if they had flown to Mars, end quote. Wow. Uh, do you think those vortexes go to Mars? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. That the um, Illuminati's trying to hide from us? No, I think it's just aliens. I think you're getting too into the weeds with it. It's just aliens. Oh, it, it's just you, aliens. You gotta On be Mars. in the weeds. It's if, literally Martians. Look, if I want, I want one day one of our our listeners to be like, these people are hiding something from us, <laughs> and then I want them to have like a board where they just take yarn and pins and they like take everything together and they're like, 
this is it. I found the truth. Uh, they they know where the truth is, and they've been hiding it from us. The Illuminati's uh-huh. here. Vortexes are here. We'll you have know. figured it out based mm-hmm. off of Bigfoot's all of over here, and they're just like... And also in and Florida. And then they, they put it all together, Florida. and they're like, oh my god, it's a pentagram. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And all they're right. like, they found the truth. Okay, well, in order for that to happen, you need to start designing that yourself so we can actually get things to connect in a pentagram shape. <laughs> so, otherwise, no, no, no. they're going to start connecting things and it's just going to be a bunch of zigzags for no reason. The conspiracy theorists connect things how they want to connect them. Fair. Do you really think there are any conspiracy theorists actually listening to this show? Maybe there is. I really don't think so, because by now we have offended every single one of them. No, that's not necessarily true. You know, maybe we have, but maybe they're listening... Just out of spite. That grumpy old man that's like, mm, you think you're going to piss on my uh, conspiracies? I don't think so. And then they're they're going to start, they're listening just so they can poke holes. Oh, well, maybe. Maybe. You'd think we'd hear from them more than. Mm. No, they, they're hiding in the shadows. The government's mm. watching. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You can't be on Twitter or anything. Mm-hmm. Big Absolutely Brother's not. watching. Yep. Okay, can I get back to the, I the story now? Okay. On January 30th, 1948, a British South American Airways passenger aircraft carrying 31 passengers named the Star Tiger disappeared on flight from Azores to Bermuda. Mm-hmm. And on December 28th, 1948, flight DC-3 took off from Puerto Rico to Miami. Flight towers received that last... Uh, received a last message from DC-3 when it was just 50 miles south of Florida. And the flight never arrived and disappeared in the 20 minutes it had left on its scheduled flight. Okay. So, like, they were in contact with them. Like, everybody was like, everything's normal, the weather's fine. And they were like, we're about 20 minutes out. And then they just disappeared without a trace. Gone. I mean, it is really interesting. What causes that? Mm -hmm. My question is, is... I will get to those. How often does this happen in other places? I'll get to that. Oh, you ha- that's actually something that you... I will get to that. Oh. Okay. I By just, all means. I am just giving you a cursory history, and I will get to all of that interesting stuff later. By all means, I'm sorry that I keep slowing you down by talking. <laughs> I will get to it, I promise. Okay. In October of 1954, a U.S. Navy Super Constellation airliner carrying 42 passengers, mm-hmm. all naval personnel and their families, took off from NAS Pax River in mm-hmm. Maryland and headed for the Azores... Similar to the DC-3, Flight 441 kept consistent and routine communication with flight controllers until they were roughly 400 miles off the coast. Then the plane disappeared from radar and could no longer be contacted. So a massive search ensued, but turned up absolutely nothing. Hmm. Sounds familiar? Yeah. Nothing. Um, The plane was carrying 111 life vests and five life rafts. So if the plane had blown apart in the middle of the air, those floating objects should have been scattered across the oceans. Right, and you think they would come up on the coast by now. Yeah, and if the plane had ditched, then the pilots should have had time to make a distress call, but there just was nothing. Yeah. Um, The investigation concluded that Flight 441 had met, quote, with a sudden and violent force that rendered the aircraft no longer airworthy and was thereby beyond the scope of human endeavor to control. The force that rendered the aircraft uncontrollable is unknown. End quote. There's giants. That's giants, yeah. Yeah, there's giants like Godzilla that live in the water. And they just reach up and take out planes. Oh, that fly over I haven't thought about Godzilla like. yet. I like Godzilla. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. a good one. Um, in December of 1967, a 23-foot luxury yacht named Witchcraft... Witches, am I right? Witches. Uh, 
Witchcraft set sail into the Atlantic to take in the Christmas lights in Miami. Which one? The witchcraft. Which one? The witch Witch, one. Witchcraft. Witch. Witch one. Oh. Oh. Witch. Um, So the witchcraft is in the Atlantic looking at Christmas lights. And around 9 p.m. the Coast Guard receives a call from the owner of the yacht. Uh, his name is Burak, and Burak explained that he thought he may have hit something, but that there was no substantial damage, though he needed a tow back to shore. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Coast Guard reached the location of the witchcraft approximately 19 minutes later, but found no trace of her, and nothing from the witchcraft was ever found. Oh. Mm-hmm. Bumped into a giant's head. The giant was Godzilla. Like, taking you down. Godzilla was real mad because he was just, like, peacefully yeah. napping. You ran right into mm-hmm. him. It's like Godzilla's Atlantic brother oh yeah because Godzilla would be in the pacific yeah. maybe he travels he's a traveler you know he's, he's like got a bird his, he's got a he's suitcase like a winter home. <laughs> suitcase <laughs> oh japan i love this place <laughs> why is everybody running Godzilla's <laughs> <laughs> just like this ultimately misunderstood guy Every time he yells, like, hey, stop! He's, like, breathing fire. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to cook you. Oh, the water normally stops the fire! <laughs> it's just steam! <laughs> Ow, why are you throwing things at me? <laughs> yeah. 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 Godzilla's a nice guy. <laughs> Godzilla is a nice guy. He's just so misunderstood. Yeah. Um... <laughs> there are also several accounts of ghost ships being found with all of their cargo, but none of their crew. Even one that had been found by another ship, whose captain chose to put a small crew on the ghost ship so they could sail together to shore. But the ghost ship was then lost, only to be found by the same ship again, and once again the ghost ship was abandoned. No signs of the small crew that had been transferred one ship to another. I wonder if that's just, just pirates. Gone. That is one of the theories. It's not one that I was going to talk about, but it is like... Modern day piracy is something that people think might yeah. be what's happening. Think about it. You could probably get away with it. But why would you not take all of the stuff in the ship, like precious cargo? I don't know. Maybe you took what you thought was precious. Sure. Maybe you took just enough. You, I mean, normally pirates don't sail big ships. They Modern pirates mm-hmm. sail small ships. Sure. Small boats. And then they just take all the valuables, all the little trinkets that can be sold. And they kill all the people. Well, yeah, or they don't. They take them captive. Or yeah. But I mean, if they were taking them captive, you think they'd try to be? Like, I'm getting I'm referencing money. more like Somalia, but you know, like the pirate capital capital of the world. Sure, now. sure, sure. But what happened to all of those people then? That's I don't what know. I'm trying to say. I don't know. Um, aliens, obviously, aliens and pirates work together. It's a lucrative contract. Yeah, it is. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That was a big lip smack. <laughs> Sorry. You no, know me. <laughs> And somewhere there's somebody driving in their car who's just like, God damn it! <laughs> they won't stay on track, and he just smacked his lips real hard. <laughs> Sorry to have lost you. <laughs> okay, so now here I'll get to the answer to your 
earlier question. Okay. The Triangle sees an average of four aircraft and 20 yachts go missing every year. Every year? Every year. Still? Yeah. That seems really big, but it should be noted that scientists explain that the number of planes and ships that go missing in the Bermuda Triangle is the same as anywhere else in the world as a percentage. Okay. It just happens to be that this stretch of ocean is, like, very high-frequency traveled. Okay. Like, lots and lots and lots of going on, because it's, like, a really big cargo. That makes sense. Yeah, between... Paths. It absolutely is. Right near the Gulf and yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. That, I mean... So Even just, for us. They have really, really high traffic, but as a percentage, no more is disappearing there than anywhere else in the world. Okay. The numbers okay. just seem big because there's a lot of There's a lot there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to start with the paranormal theories because they're more fun. I frankly. mean, didn't we just debunk the whole Bermuda Triangle right there? I mean, a little bit, sure, but we're still going to talk about the paranormal theories because it's funny. I guess, yeah, I just I think you should have saved that for the end. <laughs> oh, I apologize. <laughs> well, but, they, like, the disappearances are still weird. Okay. They're still weird disappearances okay. that are unexplained. Right. Like, they never found any floating crap out of that really big Navy plane. Yeah. Right? Well, they're all just weird. Uh, they're, it's not that there's more disappearances. They're just weird. Really weird disappearances. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, one of the first theories that I found, and I thought you might enjoy it, was that there are black holes in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, not sucking up our water. So, and the rest of okay, our Earth. Wait. And wait. Uh, you'll hear. Let me get there. Okay. Quit trying to debunk things before I've even explained them. Black holes are super massive. Stop. I will get there at the end of this long paragraph. Way higher than our sun. Some theorists believe that there may be one or more black holes located in the Bermuda Triangle. Or more? <laughs> oh my god. So here's here's the thing that's going to upset you a lot more. This one does actually have some scientific backing. Okay. And it isn't black holes in the sense that we normally mean them. Okay. I mean, that's the only way that would work. In 2013, the Daily Mail reported that scientists had found a whirlpool in the southern Atlantic Ocean that was completely surrounded by circular water paths that nothing that would be caught in them could escape. Just like inescapable whirlpool okay um scientific- probably mathematically the same as a black hole to a ship in the water not to like planets with our propulsion systems that we have on our ships sure i bet that you are oh, i'm tapping i am sorry <laughs> uh if if we maybe had a jet boat that probably wouldn't that was out there that probably wouldn't normally be out there mm-hmm. that might actually put a kink in that okay. i'm talking like a jet engine yeah yeah, yeah. i get it i get it okay i'm just, I'm just saying that's one of the theories because there there is a lot of if you look at if you look at like the idea behind a black hole and mm-hmm. you look at the idea behind a whirlpool they have a lot of similarities mm-hmm. a point of no return you know they they circle into one spot it's they're, not the same gravitational like, pull that's fair from like a narrative point mm-hmm. they're very similar. similar yeah um the next one you're gonna like this is uh, reversed gravity oh yeah i think mm-hmm. we talked about that before yeah we did in um the not not yuba county it was the um we talked about something kind of like that in diatlov pass yeah, but Diotlov it was pass. like it was a um, it wasn't a reversal of it was gravity. it was a fluctuation in the mm-hmm, level of gravity mm-hmm. this is literally just a reversal of gravity also what are things so, flying up into the air yes this theory defines the bermuda triangle as a quote powerful diamagnetic levitator Levitator. End quote. That lies dormant until it doesn't. 
<laughs> and if you're unlucky enough to be in the area when it becomes active randomly, you might be shot out into space 20,000 to 75,000 miles. Hmm. <laughs> I'm having a hard time believing this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if that were the case, I imagine that that would mess with gravity for the rest of the planet. And we would have, um, we would have other than calculated, uh, warbles mm-hmm. and the, uh, the Earth's rotation. Yeah. Just a thought. I mean, maybe it wouldn't be big enough. Maybe it would. But it seems real real weird to me that suddenly you have everything pulling in, except for this one spot that's pushing out. <laughs> that's how you make rockets. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think we're rocketing anywhere. Rocketing. Rockets. Well, maybe it wouldn't ro- be big ro- enough compared to the rest of the Earth to, blasting. to, to force us to blast. There are math wizards out there covering up the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> if you're if you're a math wizard and you yeah. can do the math to this for us, we'd love to hear about it. Please. Please do. Um, They're too smart to listen to our podcast. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are several theories surrounding the lost city of Atlantis having once existed in the Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's perhaps a curse from the city that causes the disappearances. Okay. Uh, but I'm actually partial to the theory that there was a laser crystal that powered Atlantean aircraft, and it's now lying somewhere beneath the waters of the Triangle, just waiting to wreak havoc. Ooh. And apparently, on clear days, the sunlight hits the crystal and activates it, which then disrupts electronic equipment, which at the very least explains why equipment failed and planes got lost. Okay. At the very least. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, we should go uh, find this crystal. Okay. We'll do that. Wait. In the Atlantis movie, the Disney one, have you seen it? I haven't seen that since I was little. I cannot tell you. Yeah, that's why What's-Her-Face isn't a Disney princess. Yeah. Because nobody, <laughs> nobody knows that movie. But uh, did it have Is something it to do with... Is it actually a Disney movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. actually a Disney Did it have anything to do with crystals? I can't remember. I could have sworn it did, but... Okay. Well, yeah. there you have it. Those who survive strange encounters in the triangle say that time moves differently within it. Uh, One pilot, Bruce Gernon, was flying from Andros Island to Fort Lauderdale when he flew into a bad weather over the triangle. Mm -hmm. He claims to have flown into what he called a tunnel, and he came out the other end of the tunnel to land in Fort Lauderdale 30 minutes earlier than expected and having used nine less gallons of fuel than was normal. Tailwinds are a hell of a thing. Time travel? Wormhole? Vortex. Stargate? I want it to be a Stargate. But he landed in the same place. Well, yeah, that's true. It's a really shitty Stargate. (laughs) Never mind. Someone did not put those ends far enough away. It's just a wormhole. I don't know. It's probably... I imagine that, like, when I was writing this, I was like, that's just gotta be because, like, the winds were so ridiculous. And they were, like, tailwind. in his favor. Tailwind. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. The, there were winds at his tail, pushing him. Like, like 20, 30 minutes is early as nothing when it comes to aviation. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, if you fly, if you fly south from, the winds are normally, in my experience, norm, are normally south in Japan. Mm-hmm. So from uh, northern Japan to southern Japan. 
they're coming from the south. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're flying from the northern to the southern, takes longer. Mm-hmm. If you're flying from the southern to the northern, you're shaving off an hour usually yeah. of time. Okay. Like, or more. So, yeah, you save nine gallons, sure. If I was driving downhill the entire time one way, sure. uphill oh, the other sense. way, I'm going to save yeah. time and and fuel. All right. Thoroughly explained. Okay. That one debunked. Good job. Uh, in early August of this year, actually, mm-hmm. so recently, new, uh, news broke that treasure hunter and explorer Daryl Miklos was investigating shipwrecks. What was that about? Shipwrecks. Shipwrecks in the area for an episode of Discovery Channel's Cooper's Treasure. Uh-huh. While diving, he found an unidentified sunken object that has 15 300-foot-long obtrusions. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Miklos claims that he's never seen anything like it before, and that it was too large to have been a part of a normal shipwreck. Okay. And Miklos was using maps created by NASA astronaut Gordon Cooper. Cooper's treasure, Mm -hmm. who was also a close friend of his. Cooper had marked exact locations to shipwrecks on the map, but this specific wreck was marked only as unidentified object. Miklos notes that Cooper believed in aliens and that we had received visits from other worlds and that a lot of those visitors landed in that part of the world that contains the triangle. So Miklos thinks that this astronaut had possibly found, like, Essentially a UFO that sunk to the bottom of the ocean. And that's what's causing the disturbances? Or just, like, it's an area of high uh, alien activity. Aliens. We're back to aliens. Okay. Do you think the aliens would have come for their ship? Maybe it wasn't important. Maybe. Uh, Also, I imagine it might be hard to get a... If it's a long distance, maybe you wouldn't be carrying a uh, submersible with you. Yeah. For water. Thought. I hadn't thought about that. Well, I mean, why would you? (laughs) I guess, yeah. If you're going to a planet that's mostly water, maybe you would. Maybe you would, but if you're not seafaring, wouldn't you think that you'd just build one there? Oh, that's true. If you have all sorts of ancient technologies. Sure. Sure. All right. Let's move on to the plausible stuff. Oh, damn. We weren't talking about that already? (laughs) Nope. No. We weren't. Uh, the Bermuda Triangle has one of the deepest underwater trenches in the world. Okay. And this is the one thing that, like, really debunks the Atlantis thing. Not the one thing, like, lots of things debunk the Atlantis thing. The but this, one this one thing. thing in particular, I was like, how on earth could the sun possibly hit this crystal at the bottom of the ocean when it has one of the deepest trenches in the world? Because there is a whirlpool right on it. Aliens. Okay. And then when the whirlpool is perfectly aligned with the crystal, and the crystal is clear of the water from the from the whirlpool, then suddenly the sunlight hits it. And it wreaks havoc. And it wreaks havoc. Okay. Um, so trenches like that are actually known to cause whirlpools, mm-hmm. and those whirlpools are strong enough to suck a ship under the water. But this still doesn't explain planes. Doesn't doesn't explain why the planes go missing. No. Only ships. Um, one theory explains that there are trapped pockets of methane gas under the water of the triangle, and when released, they cause giant bursting bubbles capable of capsizing ships. That's a huge bubble. Yeah, well, there's debate about this in the scientific community. Um, different lab tests have shown different results, so there have been lab tests that are like, oh, like, this capsizes a boat. Or there, other lab tests are like, no, they become tiny bubbles, and then it doesn't matter. 
Yeah, I would, I would imagine something that large would have a hard time uh, maintaining its uh, tension. Yeah. So, there's that. Um, Especially down so low. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about uh, bubbles in water. Me neither. I am not a scientist. I know that if you move things quick enough, you can create bubbles. Fair. Like, any kid who's taken a bath, I think, knows that. No. No. No, much faster than that. It's called cavitation. Actually, uh, rainbow shrimp do it. They you don't sp- create little bubbles in the water? No, not no? not cavitation. No, no. So, there are always it, little yeah. bubbles in the water in my bath. <laughs> there were. Yeah, well, bodily functions aside. <laughs> no, not like that, you <laughs> asshole. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. No, no, it's different. Uh, cavitation is from, like, separating oxygen from uh, from water. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, one of the more recent theories came from a group of meteorologists who noticed strange hexagonal cloud formations over Bermuda Triangle area. They found that the larger of the clouds are 20 to 55 miles across, and they found that by studying images from a NASA sta- satellite. Mm-hmm. And they concluded that these clouds create 170 mile per hour air bombs, essentially. Okay. Like these clouds that. So it's not that the clouds themselves are shaped like a hexagon, it's that they form a gap in between them that is in the shape of a hexagon, and the air forces through that so fast that it basically becomes a bomb. Well, like it pushes aircraft down? Yes. The idea? Yeah. Um, the bursts of wind that come out of the bottom of the clouds are so strong that they could knock planes out of the sky or capsize boats. But what's more important is they cause waves as high as 45 feet when they come in contact with the water. So now you've got the planes and the boats. That makes sense. Um, It's a little, it's definitely a little, like, um, crazy, I would say. Like, not crazy in the the traditional sense of, like, um, mentally unstable, but, like, crazy as in that is pretty ridiculous. That's that's nuts, yeah. I get it. Yeah, you say nuts, I say crazy, same Mm -hmm. thing. Um, I don't know, it... It's that sounds more plausible to me, mm-hmm. and I would say like based on land and the fact that you know maybe cold water, like you, it's pretty close to the equator actually. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, that's how you get tornadoes. You mm-hmm. get um hot, warm winds and cold winds meeting up together, and those create vortexes. Um, so it's I would think that maybe you have something similar going on right here. Oh, so what you're saying is it actually is vortexes. Different kind of vortex, though, but yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, skeptics point out the fact that these types of clouds exist elsewhere in the world. Like, mm-hmm. they form elsewhere, but they aren't linked to any strange disappearances in those okay. areas like it is in the Bermuda Triangle. So this is actually something that, that actually happens. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, the most recent theory involves rogue waves, mm-hmm. which up until the 90s had pretty much been a conspiracy theory of their own, which is really interesting. I didn't know that. Um, on New Year's Day of 1995, a huge 61-foot wave was caught on satellite. And that's what proved the existence of them definitively. Okay. Like, people basically thought it was, like, a sailor's tail. Like, it was a tall tail. That there's just this huge wave that they were, like, nowhere. rogue waves that came out of nowhere, and they were huge, and they capsized boats. Like, people really just thought that that was, like, hmm. What do you do with a drunken sailor? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it makes but, sense. If you can, if they're, if those uh, trenches can cause enough of a shift in water to create whirlpools, they could probably do the same thing. Yeah, I think a cliff, uh, underwater cliff falling. It's mm-hmm. going to sh- cause a shift in water, which might be enough to cause... I don't know what causes it, but I would think that that might lead to it. Um. So rogue waves mm-hmm. are unpredictable. Yeah. 
and they're capable of producing 100 metric tons of force per square meter. That's an impressive number, but do you know what it means? I'm about to explain what it means. Ooh, I uh, like it. Ships are built to withstand roughly 15 metric tons per square meter. Okay. As the average wave only produces six. Yeah. So we go from six to a hundred off of these fucking monsters sure. that appear out of nowhere, sure. right? Yeah. Um, Simon Boxall, an oceanographer from the University of Southampton, claims that the Bermuda Triangle's weather patterns are particularly favorable to the rogue wave. Storms that exist from north and south end up converging over the triangle, not to mention if there are also storms coming west from Florida. So essentially what, what the oceanographers are saying is that what causes the rogue waves is that you've got multiple storm centers moving together mm-hmm. and converging and pushing the water. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So it's not even just the trenches, it's just, like, weather patterns. But it happens to be that this area of the ocean is, like, susceptible to weather patterns coming from, like, multiple directions. It really is. That's why yeah. there's often um, hurricanes. Yeah, and so basically when those come together, it not only does it cause these, like, monster waves, um, it also causes impossible to navigate winds, which explains why the planes disappear. Okay. Because then you have winds coming in all directions, too, and what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to disappear without a trace. That's what. And that's the truth. It's in the Bermuda Triangle. At the bottom with the crystals. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I have for you. Okay. On the Bermuda Triangle. I mean, interesting. I kind of think it's probably a combination of the the hexagonal clouds with the air bombs and the rogue mm-hmm. waves. I think it's a little bit of both. And the fact that it has a lot of traffic. Yeah, also a lot of traffic. I've flown through the it Bermuda Triangle. It is really triangle. weird that there's, like, like things just completely disappear and we never find anything. Yeah, I mean, That's but super searching weird. the bottom of the ocean is really hard. And it's very deep. Mm-hmm. There you have it. There you have it. It just seems weird because we hear about it more. Because if something happens, someone's going to talk about it there. Yeah. It's, uh... Well, because we had weird disappearances to begin with. And confirmation then, biased. And then because we had weird disappearances, specifically weird military disappearances, mm-hmm. uh, it just became this thing that people talked about. And then now, anytime something does disappear in that area, it's, it's going to get talked about more. So it triangle. seems yeah. like the Bermuda Triangle is weird and scary but mm-hmm. it's actually not really like, well it sounds like it is weird and scary well it is like it's got weird weather patterns and that's but scary not and terrifying. like un unscientific and unexplainable weird no. and scary well there you have it um the interesting thing i forgot to mention this rewinding way 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 back to the really big navy plane that had all the the flotation devices in it uh-huh. so um they talked about how that pilot was really, really smart. Like, he was a really good pilot. And he would have flown above the weather, so they don't really understand what could have happened to that plane. Interesting. Because, like, the Navy was like, no, he would have flown above the weather. There's no way he was flying in the clouds. Wasn't gonna do it. Everybody has a bad day. Yep. That was a really bad day. Mm-hmm. A real bad day. Yeah. Well, the day you die is normally not your best day. Yeah. Well, the day that you kill you know, 42 other people, also not your best day. Whoopsie. Yep. There you have it. There you have it. All right. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TTIS Podcast. If you're listening to the show and you like what you're doing, if you could give us a rate over on iTunes, it really helps uh, people find the podcast. 
And if you really, really like what you're doing, you can find us on Patreon, also at TTIS Podcast. What you're doing? We're doing. Did I say you're? Twice. I'm sorry. I'm apparently very tired. If you like what we are doing, go to iTunes. Rate and review. Helps people find us. If you really like what we are doing, go to <laughs> Patreon at TTAS Podcast. You can support us over there. Uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, you can find us at the Truth is Somewhere Podcast at gmail.com. And I think that about covers you. Yep. Truth is Somewhere, guys. Keep looking. Bye.